podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday after Liverpool 2, Everton 0 in the Merseyside derby. Not only did we do a win, we did a goal and then another goal and then a clean sheet. And all things considered, it's a joyous occasion. We weren't spectacular. We weren't even good by our own standards of good. But based on what we've seen recently, we were very good. And a win is a win. And the win is all that matters here. We went one up on 36 minutes. Mo and Darwin combining. Darwin to Mo. Mo back to Darwin. Darwin carries the ball fully 60 yards. Clips it back to Mo, who's sprinted central. And Mo finishes into an empty net because Jordan Pickford is going off to investigate some claims of longer arms being available in the main stand. It was two on 49 minutes. Andy Robertson made this one, driving out of defence into midfield, finds Mo, Mo finds Trent. Trent's cross is finished by Cody Gakbo, his first goal for the club. You could tell the relief in this young lad when that goal went in, especially when it was confirmed after the VAR check. This was a huge moment for him. And I think in the 15 or so minutes after his goal, we really did start to see what he's capable of. Dropping into midfield, picking the ball up, turning, spinning his defender and running at their defence, setting Darwin through, getting Mo involved. This looked much better from Cody Gakpo. The whole team looked much better. Allison was a spectator. He had very little to do. They had one shot on target. He wasn't in any way concerned by it. Trent was much improved on and off the ball. I thought defensively he had quite a good game and he was much better going forward. His passing looked a lot crisper. I wouldn't say Joel Matip was good, but he was improved from what we saw against Wolves. I did think Joe Gomez had a good game. I thought he looked more aggressive than normal, more composed than normal, more decisive than normal. This was a very good Joe Gomez game. Andy Robertson had a good game and he managed to boil all of the blue piss. Henderson was improved from what we've seen in recent weeks for most of the season, in truth. Fabinho was improved. Again, I wouldn't say either of them were good, but they were okay. They were solid. They were 6 out of 10. They did what we needed them to do. The Chetich was just was outstanding. For an 18-year-old in his first derby start to produce that man-of-the-match performance was exceptional. 
His passing was very good. He didn't win many of his ground duels, but he certainly threw himself into them. 12 total duels. He only won four of them. But he contested more duels by himself than the other two midfielders did combined, which tells you a lot about how much he was putting himself about. Salah looked more like himself, gets a goal. That'll be big for him. Gakpo gets a goal. Again, that'll be big for him. And again, look more like the player we thought we were getting. And Darwin had a very good game down the left. Ran Coleman ragged, created a goal, was just lively throughout. So all things considered, you have to be happy with the starting eleven. Milner came on and did some James Milner things. Naby came on and kept things neat and tidy. Bobby's back. That was big. Harvey came on. Again, didn't do a whole lot because he didn't have a whole lot of time, but he, you know, kept things neat and tidy. Jota coming back is a huge blow. Oh, huge blow. A huge boost. A huge boost. And also on the bench last night was one Virgil van Dijk. So that's another huge boost. So... With Newcastle on the horizon, they're all back. So that leaves our injury list looking a lot smaller than it previously did. Now, Thiago's obviously joined said list, but now it's only four players instead of eight or nine, as it has been. Thiago expected back sometime in March. Diaz expected back in March. Artur, towards the end of this month, and Ibu, maybe another week. Maybe another week. He might be back for Real. So things are starting to look a bit better there. And when you look at the league table, it's definitely starting to look a little bit better. Now, we're ninth, so it's not as if we're good. But we're nine points off Newcastle. We have a game in hand. We play Newcastle next. So if we were to beat Newcastle... It's a six-point gap, and we have a game in hand. Win that game in hand, it's a three-point gap. And you would have to back us over them across what would be 15 games if there's only three points between the two sides, based on historic evidence. Now, based on this season's evidence, obviously, you'd back them. But if you look at them right now, they are really struggling to score goals. And they have been since the World Cup. They're... Elite defensively. Eddie Howe has done a phenomenal job there defensively. But it's come at the cost of not being quite as aggressive in their attacking work as, say, a Bournemouth team were under Eddie Howe. But if we can beat them, we will put ourselves back in a position where maybe top four becomes a real possibility for us. And if we can beat them, it'll also give us a big boost ahead of that Manchester, uh, that Manchester, that Real Madrid game in the Champions League. And then we go Palace away, Wolves at home. We owe them. We owe them. United at home. That's a very winnable game. Bournemouth away. That's a game we have to win and should win. Madrid in the second leg. Fulham at home, we owe them. And then City and Arsenal back-to-back. Two games that will go a long way towards deciding the title, which is looking like it'll be between those two. 
And then things get favourable. We do have a favourable run-in. Leeds away, Forest home, West Ham away, they're garbage, as are Leeds. There's three winnable games in a row. Spurs at home, they're a bit of a mess this season. We should win that. Brentford home, we'll owe them. Leicester away, they're a mess this season. Villa at home, we should win that game. And Saints away, last day of the season. They could be gone by that point. So our last eight really are eight winnable games. If we can be in a good position by the time we get to those eight games, top four is there for the taking. Now, there's a Chelsea game to go in there somewhere. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, the game that was cancelled earlier in the season because of the Queen's passing. That's to go in there somewhere. But that last eight games, that's favourable. On This Is Anfield, there's a load of reaction to last night's game, um, including Andy Robertson laughing at Pickford. And to his credit, Pickford laughing back. Pickford laughs back. Connor Cody is the one that caused the big kerfuffle, him and Seamus Coleman being idiots. There's a piece on Stefan Pachetic. There's a piece about Will Farrell. Will Farrell being in the uh, dressing room after the game. A few of the good pieces there, so give all of that a look, including this is Anfield's player ratings. On Liverpool.com, Liverpool set for a month of crunch contract talks as Newcastle could hijack transfer target. So I'm assuming the target is Sergei Milinkovic-Savage. It is, it is. Uh, the crunch contract talks are with Ox, with Nabi, and with Bobby. Um, I've said before, I think, I think we should be letting all of them leave and just starting to clear the decks because the squad has gotten old, it's gotten stale, and it really de- needs a large refresh. Um, plenty of other stuff there on Liverpool.com. You can check all of that out when you get a chance. On AnfieldIndex.com, there's just the one piece. It is about the man of the match from last night's game. So check that out. Two new podcasts that are up. It's Post-Match Raw. Myself, Trev and Jim Boardman having a discussion about last night's game. And there's Anina Kauser show doing the same. So listen to both of those. And that's it. That's all I really have for you today. Much happier today than yesterday because we did a win. We've beaten Everton. We've made a mockery of Jordan Pickford, who had yet another bizarre moment in the derby. Connor Cody's involvement in the second goal was hilarious. Who knows what he was thinking? But there was lots of good from yesterday. Young Steph, what a performance. Like, what a performance. I said it on roll last night. The thing that impressed me most was the fact that he got routinely kicked for the first 20 minutes, half an hour. Just kept getting up. Didn't complain. Didn't shirk. Just got up and continued to give them as good as they as they gave him. Joe Gomez, 
hugely improved. Hugely improved. This was the best Gomez performance of the season. Even better than his performance against City. This was Joe Gomez doing Joe Gomez things. Robbo was was very much good Robbo last night. And the fact that he upset so many blues was just wonderful. And then Gakpo. I mean, he's had a tough a tough time since joining. There's no doubt there's been some doubts. There's no doubt that, you know, regardless of how good a player he is, we had a bigger need for a midfielder than for Cody Gakpo. But I did think last night you started to see the signs of what he could become in time. He obviously played last night as a, a false nine type. I've said before, I think his future is as a 10 behind Darwin with Diaz to his left and Mo or whoever is Mo's successor on the right and the double pivot behind, potentially Bellingham and Bacetic in time. But, you know, when you see him dropping in, spinning a defender, getting his head up and driving at that defence last night, he's such a big unit that it's unusual for players to have, for defenders to have a guy who's 6'4", running at them. And we also saw signs of his pace last night. The Salah goal, if Mo doesn't get that, Gakpo's next in line. Now, Mo has started from a deeper position, so he's run further than Gakpo. But Gakpo has held, held up fairly well. A couple of other moments last night where he showed his speed. A Darwin goal would have would have really capped it off. That's the next thing we need, is we need him to start scoring. But the attack looked a lot more purposeful last night. And getting Jota and Bobby back means rotation options, means bodies. So that's all promising. Bacetic playing this left-sided eight role as opposed to a six, from a defensive point of view, it helped him massively because we have been kind in some of his other performances and we have overlooked some very questionable defensive work. But playing that Ginny role last night really did suit him. And he was able to marry that then with his own passing ability. And when Thiago comes back, I'd like to see Thiago played on the right and go Thiago, Fabinho and Steph. Because I think there's where you'll start to get the best out of all three of them. Virgil's back. That's huge. We get Ibu back and then we get Diaz back and we'll be in business. We'll be in business. Now, it is worth remembering, Everton are dreadful. And the most important thing that could possibly happen this season is that the blue shite could very well go down. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. 
Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.